Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of the Stepmom Sanity Podcast. Listen, I know many of you may not relate to being a bonus grandmother yet, but there are quite a few of you who will, and for that reason, we thought it worth having this conversation. I have with me today two women who have been bonus grandmothers for a few years now. Jennifer Elwood resides in the gorgeous state of Washington. She is the host of the Refuge Podcast and Bible Study Community, where women cultivate their faith in the shelter of God's Word. She is a lover of Jesus, the wife of Tom, mom of three, bonus mom, and grandma. She is also the author of Counting Up to Christmas, 24 Gifts from the Gospel of Luke, which is an incredible interactive resource for discovering the true treasure of the Christmas story. She will soon release the companion cookbook to Counting Up to Christmas. And if all of that wasn't enough, she is also a contributing writer and editor of Mommy and Me, Cooking with Jesus. And we have a guest who became a bonus grandmother the same day I became a bonus mom, my mother, Gwendolyn Brown, who has been walking this road for just about 15 years now. She is a worshiper, a Bible study leader, and in my humble, unbiased opinion, one of the best moms around. She's with us to lend her experience and wisdom to the conversation. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, your sis, your host, Cheryl Shoemake. And this is the Stepmom Sanity Podcast. The mic is hot, so let's get started. Now, for those of you who are frequent listeners to the Stepmom Sanity Podcast, you are acquainted with our two guests today. They have both been with us before, and I'm thrilled they could be with us today. Welcome again, Jennifer Elwood and my mother, Gwen Brown. Now, let me say this before they say anything. You all know her name is Gwen Brown, but I have to call her mom. So that's what she's going to be throughout this episode is mom. Thank you, ladies, for being here with us today. How are you? Glad to be here. And me too. This is so awesome. (laughs) I am so glad to have you back. You know, we've been, um, we've been very busy with, uh, with podcasting and all the things that you do when you are just trying to serve the people that you get to serve. And, but every now and again, you get to come circle back around to, to friends and have family on, and it makes for just a fun, relaxing conversation. So I'm looking forward to that. So often I'm trying to, you know, be professional. (laughs) I, I feel like I don't have to be <laughs> now. <laughs> so you all get a little, you all will get uh, a little bit more of of uh, my personality, I guess, in this conversation. But okay, but before we get started, Jennifer, please take a few moments, just a few moments, to catch us up with what's going on and what's coming up with your ministry. Well. I actually, since I've been on here, have started a podcast. It's called The Refuge Podcast. And I have a new season, kind of season 2.5. I dove into the topic of rest earlier this year and now have a season where we're talking about peace in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be doing some contextual deep dives into some of the verses that I've been, that I explore a little bit with my guests. And so that is new and that is really fun. And I'm in the midst of finishing up a new manuscript, which is the Counting Up to Christmas cookbook companion. Oh, I love it. Because I thought, 
Well, I made a free version of it a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and people really enjoyed it. And someone last year said, you know, you should just like develop that into a whole manuscript. And I was like, you know what? I have more to say about finding Christmas peace and that so much of this happens in the kitchen as we gather as families. Yes. Especially when you have extra, extra. Yes. If you have blended families. So um, I have some like devotional content about different things I've learned over the last few years of um, just having greater peace and planning for it at Christmas time mm-hmm. and a bunch of pretty simple recipes that are like family recipes. Oh, I and love so it. I've been making, I've been collecting my grandma and great grandma's recipes and stuff. My cousins love, and it's just, it's, it's like this been the funnest project ever. And I'm so excited to finish it. Oh, how special. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you like my, my uncle and my mom and I, we have talked about, trying to recover my grandmother's recipes and how nice it would have been had we had those, you know, she was an old fashioned cook. You just get in the kitchen, you just do it. You're not really measuring. You're just throwing things, whatever you find, that's what you're throwing in and it comes out of sweet potato pie. But, um, (laughs) and how special it would have been to have had those recipes that we could also then pass uh-huh. down to the next generation as well. That is so special. I'm looking forward to it. I, I do have count up to Christmas. I really enjoy reading that book and having you on the podcast before talking about it. Definitely will be purchasing the companion cookbook. So thank you for that. That is great. And certainly we are going to have links to your website, links to your new podcast. And you were telling me you have something else coming up. Now, I don't know if that's something that you can talk about right now. We need to keep that under wraps for a moment. I can. I have two things. I've partnered with Angie Bauman, who have you had her on? You've been on hers. I've been on hers. I I don't think she's been here yet, but I have been on hers. Yes. So I am partnering with a mutual friend of ours. We're actually having a Christmas count up virtual event the first week in November. Oh, fun. You are one of the um, additional like extra pieces, like your your interview with her about step families at Christmas time is one of the extra things that we have planned yeah. for people that, um, that sign up for the virtual event. And that's going to be five days of preparing your heart for, for peace for Christmas. Oh, I love it. And we also are going to begin a, 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 a group called the ministry co-op. Hmm. And this is going to be, I mean, kind of a training program for people that are starting online ministries and writing and things like that. But we want it to eventually become a space where there's lots of networked collaborations and people, as they learn new things, that they have opportunities to swap information with people and teach others. You know, there is such richness in collaboration and mm-hmm. in knowing where to be at the right place at the right time. I mean, I met you through an online group. I met Angie through an online group. I have other uh, uh, partnerships with other people who are further along down the ministry road than I am, and they've been just so very helpful and informative. So I am looking forward. When is when do you plan on launching? So our our first enrollment period for the ministry co-op is going to begin on 
uh, from October 3rd to the 14th, I believe. So the best right now, we don't have everything live. And I know that this, when we record this, it's going, it's going live very quickly afterwards. Mm -hmm. But if you um, hop on my website and subscribe, then you will be, you'll be in and you're, you're going to get all the information. And if you follow me on Instagram, same thing. Okay, great. Thank you so much for that. And now my mother is in full-blown retirement mode and does only what she wants to do. Now, now, thankfully, I can't wait. I'm trying to grow up and be like her. But thankfully, she works with us on the Stepmom Sanity team. And mom, is there anything else you want to add about what you do, where you're at right now before we get started with our conversation? I, well, you know, I love Bible studies, so... I'm getting to do Bible studies during the day because when I was working, I couldn't, I couldn't do them. And, and my, our church happens to have women's studies during the day on, on Wednesdays and, and other days. So I'm getting to do Bible studies, I'm tutoring, reading, and still sewing. And today I finally agreed to co be a co-leader for a Bible study group. So great, Yay! Lisa. Yes, when you just because you stop working in corporate America or what you know wherever, doesn't mean that the work stops. There's still opportunity for growth and for contribution and all of, and adventure and all of the good stuff. So so thank you, ladies, again so much for being here and. Now we're going to talk about our, our topic for today. As some of you know, about six months ago or so, I became a grandmother. Yay. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. A step-grandmother, actually, to be exact. And we are just kind of nutsy cuckoo over this little boy. I did not know you could fall in love with a baby. I mean, I loved, like, my daughter, but there was a sense of responsibility that came with that. There's no sense of responsibility whatsoever. It's just... <laughs> love and fun and all the good stuff so and although like we've had a relatively seamless integration of this new dynamic in our blended family it's still another dynamic that we have to navigate in our blended family as we learn how to co-grandparent with my bonus children's bio mom and and I'm fully aware that although again ours was a seamless integration that that's not the way it is for everyone, because I talk to you all and you and you tell me that's not your same experience. So there are a number of different ways that you can become a step grandparent. You can marry someone who is already a, a grandfather. Your stepchild can have a child, such as in my case, and, and your bio child can become the step parent to their spouse's son or daughter. And each of those inroads to becoming a step grandmom has its own set of challenges. So let's start off this conversation with each of you telling us how you all became a step-grandparent. <laughs> I became a step-grandparent when you remarried. Okay. Uh, it had been just Kayla for 17 years. Well, 11, 14 of those years was just Kayla. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I didn't think I had the capacity to add to my heart. Hmm. Even though I grew up with a mother who 
had no problems uh, sheltering in and bringing in the stepchildren of my two brothers. Uh, both my brothers had, had stepchildren. And you would never know the difference between um, her natural grandkids and her step. They were all, everybody was all the same. So I know, I, I, I learned, I saw that, but still the reality of it uh, was a little bit scary because hmm. um, you don't want the new bonus grandchildren to feel rejected. You don't want them to uh, feel like you don't like them as much as your own natural. So it was it was kind of scary for me at first. We're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that because I definitely want to come back to that particular uh, struggle that you had. And what about you, Jennifer? How did you become? What what was your inroad into step grandparenting? So it kind of started around the time I was, I think around 37. So I was pretty young to become kind of a grandma, you know, mm -hmm. and I married my, I, you know, remarried and, um, my husband at the time, his daughter was kind of starting to talk to a guy and within a year or so, I think they were together and they were, and then she moved in with him. And at the time, his daughter was eight years old. And so I became sort of, you know, step-grandma to, uh, to an older girl mm -hmm. who just was bouncy and fun and super excited to have someone just love on her. So my inroad was easy, though it was kind of funny trying to tell people like, this is my, this is my granddaughter. And they're like, no, what? <laughs> and then, um, uh, my, 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 I call her my bonus daughter. My bonus daughter married her, um, you know, her boyfriend and they had a little boy who is only six months. Um, he's six months younger than my daughter that oh, my wow. husband and I adopted together. Mm -hmm. So they're very close in age, which is certain ages. They've gotten along really well. And some ages are a little bit more challenging <laughs> yes. and they've, they're back on like, you know, they're 10 and 11 now. So they're, they, they have a good relationship now. And so but that has been a challenge because I feel like, because we have younger kids and we, and I have now a little girl, she just turned seven as well, mm -hmm. that we haven't had the time so much that I think a lot of, a lot of people like the grandkids just come over all the time. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't necessarily have that. And, um, you know, uh, my, my bonus daughter has like, she has a really huge, uh, great relationship with her father-in-law. And that is where they spend a lot of their, their holidays and things like that, which is totally fine but it makes it challenging to connect as right, much. Right. And so, um, my, my constant, um, thing that I'm really paying attention to is, oh gosh, we haven't seen him for a month. We better get him over here kind of thing. Cause it just isn't, it doesn't flow like the way I, I imagined it 
might have, you know, in a different space and time. But. Right, right. I mean, well, having young children in the home as well makes a huge difference. I mean, he certainly can kind of just see, can find his way. He has peers in the home, but still, like you said, you're very busy with your children and it, it can make it a little bit more difficult. I have a question for you, Jennifer, and then I do want to go back to mom's statement, but the question is, so your stepdaughter bonus daughter became a bonus mom and yeah. that is where your first grandchild came from did her becoming a bonus mom change the dynamics of your relationship with her oh yes for sure um when my husband and i got married she was very early on and i think she was 2021 20, like just right in there and when I first met her, like was struggling a little bit, just kind of finding her way in, you know, figuring out what she wanted to do for a career and that kind of thing. And so her becoming a mom pretty, very young also was its own thing as well. And over, over time, that has been like a connection point for us because mm -hmm. she'll call and, you know, be frustrated about this or wonder about that and lots of other things that I won't get into here because I don't want to violate her certainly, <laughs> confidentiality, certainly. but um, that has been a big connection point for us, especially when she became a mom. It's amazing to me, like when someone can empathize, not just you know, experience from their own vantage point, but actually see some of what you have experienced and what you've gone through in, in your particular role, how it can draw you, draw them to you. And, and you know, we found, I found the same situation with my own um, bonus daughter. And I mean, in, in bonus or bio, because I will tell you, my daughter did something or said something when she was 19 years old. And I went back to my mother and apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry for me. <laughs> I realize now <laughs> I knew nothing then. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm -hmm. so you know, it's amazing how much empathy you gain when you begin, when you put yourselves, when you're actually walking the same path that someone else has walked mm -hmm. before you. So mom, you, you mentioned something that I found very interesting. You said that um, becoming a bonus grandmother uh, was scary for you primarily because you wanted to ensure that your bonus grandchildren didn't feel as if you were um, you had them in a different category now you have 14 years with Kayla you and Kayla are very very close uh, how were you able to at least from your own perspective because we can't we would have to ask them about their perspective but from your own perspective how were you able to manage that how did you get over the fear and how were you able to manage if not the the same type of love at least the same intensity of it so i decided that uh, there's a gap there and I need to stand in the gap, not have the same relationship that I have with Kayla, but have something that's on an equal standing, if that makes sense, just not the same. 
And I sort of thought about great grand your grandmother's interactions with each of her step grandchildren. And they were all different, but all the same. They were different, but I don't think any of you ever knew that her interactions were different. And I didn't either until I started thinking about the past and thinking about what she did with each child. And she was able to like, she knew Miki needed to be held all the time. Even when she was, you know, older kid, she knew that. She knew that if Miki wanted a nap, she needed to go sleep in one of the kids' bedrooms and take her nap. That made her safe. So she observed what, what each one needed. And I, I hope I've tried to do that with, 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 our, with mine. The very first Christmas, uh, I bought gifts. Your dad gave them gifts. Your dad's mom gave them gifts. And they sat there with, for Kayla, it was, you know, this is, this is what happens all the time. No biggie. I'm, I'm used to this. Yes, I love it. Yeah, but this is what I, I'm used to this, to this tight love. They had this look of utter astonishment on their face as if they were expecting to not be included. Mm -hmm. You know, I know it can be, you know, because relationships are two-way streets, so it can be difficult to develop emotional closeness in bonus relationships. Our efforts are not always reciprocated or even always noticed. Um, in what ways did you all, kind of in everyday life as much as possible, create the opportunities for emotional closeness? Before we hear from our guests, I wanted to take a moment to tell you where you can connect with Jennifer Elwood. If you're interested in starting a new family Christmas tradition or want to add a unique way to share the gospel to your Advent activities, pick up a copy of Counting Up to Christmas at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Stay up to date with Jennifer at www.jenniferelwood.com and follow her on Facebook and Instagram at Jennifer Elwood author. Links to all are listed in the show notes. Now let's get back to our conversation. I think for, for us, it's just been showing up as often as possible. When the kids were younger, um, and like when my, when my bonus granddaughter was doing sports, we would go to the sport things, even though we had, you know, a little baby and, you know, that kind of thing, we would go to the sport things. We went to choir concerts. We went to things like that. And she actually ended up living with us for the last three months of her high school so that she could have a base to, for lots of reasons, <laughs> um, to finish and finish well. And she hadn't learned to drive yet. And so we taught her how to drive. And we, you know, we really like, I think because we had spent those years building her up, 
that we were able to do that piece of things for her as well and helped, you know, she got married young and, um, and a lot of, a lot of things have happened since then. But, um, I think because of us being there and being present and being willing to be present has opened a lot of doors and the same with, um, my grandson as well, because like he's this year, I think going to be coming to Awana with my husband and older daughter. And, and so, and, and we try and pick him up sometimes on Sundays to go to church with us. And it's just being open, I think without expectation, mm-hmm. because that, you know, if you think that, that every time that you say, oh, come on over, that they're going to say yes, they're, they're not going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And that's that way with our, you know, bio kids or whatever, but it, it feels different because there's it, the, the relationship just isn't, especially in the beginning, it's just not as, as close and it's not as comfortable, mm-hmm. I guess, when you're, talking with your family of origin, if you don't have a massive history of abuse and all that kind of stuff, like a lot of times there's just, there's just a natural closeness. And that is something that you earn. Right. Being a part of a bonus family. Absolutely. You do. Yep. Mom, you wanted to add to that? Yeah. It's, it's about trust. I, for me, I, I found uh, myself looking for what each one was interested in. Uh, Jay loved sports, and when he was younger, he liked cars, but he still likes cars because he wants my car. (laughs) (laughs) So we would talk about that. Bree was into dancing, and and so, and I would I I found myself uh, in the beginning, uh, probably having more one-on-one time with with Bree as opposed to Jay, simply by reason of the fact that he wanted to be with his dad. He wanted to sit with some woman. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, the, we would talk, I would talk with Bree about, you know, and I, the things that they, that they were interested in, which have evolved as they've become teenagers and become adults. Uh, it, it's changed. It's, it's become closer and easier. And I've learned that if I ask, I have an expectation of them doing something uh, with us or with me or, or going somewhere and I built in my head, oh yeah, they're gonna love to do this. That if they don't, if they say no, it's because they're, it's not just not something they want to do. Mm-hmm. I, it could be that they don't want to do it with, with me, but I've, I've learned to not internalize and take things personally mm-hmm. because there are a whole lot of times Kayla will say, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing how we can hear no from a bio child or a bio grandchild and be perfectly fine with it. And we hear no from a stepchild, a bonus child or a bonus 
grandchild and all of us, our feelings are so hurt, you know, <laughs> and that, and that has nothing to do, like, you know, Kayla said one time to me, cause I used to, I used to tell her she was about 18 years old and I would say she wanted to go hang out with her friends. And, um, and I would say, you just don't want to be around the family. She says, no, mom, I'm 18 years old and I don't want to be around any adult. I want to go hang out with my friends. So, so it wasn't that we were in a blended family. It was just that she was 18 years old and she wanted to hang out with her friends. Right. Not everything is about being in a blended family. And I think that's something that we have to, as, as bonus parents, uh, grandparents, the adults, hopefully the mature Christian or the growing Christian, at least, that we have to understand that it really isn't always about us. It's not. And if we could shift our perspective a little bit to uh, serving our family, um, blessing those in our family, then perhaps we, our, our feelings won't get as hurt as right. they can with something so very simple as a no. Yeah, just because I love, I love to hang out at the museums. I love Henry Ford and Greenfield Village, but that didn't mean that they had to love the same thing. <laughs> no, no. But I, interesting enough, I heard both of you say. I heard you say presence. I heard you say noticing. I heard um, you know like really sitting with them in their own interest. But I heard you said those individually. But I heard you both say essentially manage your expectations, like either just approach this without expectations. I, I was on a platform with someone, I think it was Sandy Patty, and she said something that we've all heard before. She said it in that moment, it, you know, appreciate, expect nothing, appreciate everything. So, you know, just don't accept the expectation for yourself. So you don't set yourself up for disappointment, but also you take a lot of pressure off of the relationship and just let it, appreciate it for what it is and leave the door open for opportunity of what it can be right. without those expectations. We, we know that with bio children, if you have a strained relationship with the bio child, that does not necessarily mean that you'll have a strained relationship with the grandchild because likely you'll have a connection, some connection to that child by virtue of being their biological grandparent. But with a bonus child, a strained relationship can, can often mean that you are not going to have access to the grandchild. How do you keep the door open if the parent is resistant? Oh. That is an excellent question. I think that means it's time to dial back in how you are interacting with your bonus child. Because if they are the access point to the bonus grandchild, then maybe it's time to receive some counsel. Maybe it's time to consider words that have been spoken that could be um, maybe, maybe there needs to be an ask for forgiveness. Maybe there needs to be, I mean, evaluate your situation and think about how you can rebridge the dike with the bonus child so that then that turns into, you know, bonus grandchild time, mm -hmm. I think is the best, is the best thing to peel that back. Like we have We've experienced that here and there because sometimes there's a strain with, you know, my husband and his relationship. 
And then I kind of have to be like, that's not me. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, is there something here that can happen to help, you know, bring peace to our conversation and situation and things like that? So, um, yeah, dial back, consider what, consider anything that needs to be, uh, make amends that need to be made mm-hmm. <laughs> and then do them. And if there isn't just keep waiting it out and just keep reaching out when you feel spirit led to do it. Mm-hmm. What about you, mom? Do you want to add anything to that? Well, I haven't experienced that, but I, I, I was thinking as, as Jennifer was talking, I was speaking, thinking about your grandmother and how when your your uncle's relationship with his wife ended, my mom's personality was such that uh, the ex and the step-grandchildren still came to come to see her. And it, it had everything to do with her personality and how she loved them all. When I say totally unconditionally, she was one of those, you could slap her on the face today and tomorrow she'd act like you never did a thing. And that overflowed into uh, the kids, the step-grandchildren. She became and was their safe place. And I know that just being open always was definitely um, helpful in creating a bond within this blended family. Uh, I've never not known a blended family situation, but I wouldn't, I would not have called us a blended family. We were just family. And that had a lot to do with with her and and how she loved and how she embraced. Very Christ-like. I, I love, you know, like the body of Christ is just one great big blended family, right? I mean, the Bible very much so talks about every tribe, tongue, and nation being around the throne. And it's so it's differentiating. That's why he could say, oh, every tribe, tongue, and nation, there were some some differences there, but they were all united in their love for the Lord and their love for one another and his love for them. And it, it's such an awesome picture of a blended family uh, and a blended family is such an awesome, awesome picture of the redemption of the Lord when we can create space where people feel safe, where people can come, whether you are a former spouse or not, where you can come and you know that you that here's a here's people who love me, who accept me, who receive me, who pray for me, who do all those things for me, even though we are different. We don't have the same DNA, we don't have the same last name, maybe, but I know he, this is home for me. And it makes such a huge, such a huge difference. I, I didn't have, like uh, you, mom, I didn't have the experience of, of, well, I don't have the experience, I should say, of having a parent who is resistant. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but it did start with my relationship with my bonus daughter. 
if I hadn't made the effort when Jonathan and I were married 15 years ago, I couldn't say that I would have that kind of access to our grandson. Now, I, right now, I see him a couple of times a week. And I just love, I love the opportunity to bond with him and spend time with him and for him to know me and to, you know, know me enough that he reaches for me when he sees me. But that would not have been the case had I not first been accessible to to his mom. And I am very grateful um, that the Lord taught me how to do that then so that I can enjoy some of the benefit of it now. And for, I will say this as well, for the bonus mom out there who doesn't enjoy a good relationship with their bonus child, but still wants to love and to have access to and to be a part of the bonus grandchild's life. Jennifer hit the nail on the head. Maybe this is time for you to kind of dial back and seek the Lord. Ask where where are the breaches happening? As much as it lies with you, do your part to build the bridge. It's up to the other person if they come across it. But at the end of the day, you want to know that you did everything possible to reconcile and the relationship and restore the relationship to the point that you can enjoy one another and that you can enjoy your grandchild as well. And I know it's hurtful, it's not easy, but please know that the Lord is rooting for you. He is with you, he will enable you. He definitely will enable you. Before we end today, I wanted to remind you that we do have a blog post over at StepMomSanity.com, Grandparenting Step-by-Step Do's and Don'ts. There you will find practical tips, biblical support for those tips, along with a resource I did discover. The link is in the show notes, or again, just head over to StepMomSanity.com. Now let's wrap up with Jennifer and my mother. a big gift giver too and I have been officially banned from Target I cannot I cannot go back to Target <laughs> listen before the kid was born he had a whole bookshelf at my house and I was talking about toys we needed to get and he has toys here and and my justification for this has been well you know we're gonna hopefully have other grandchildren so we can just like when he's done we can wipe everything down and put it in storage and then just be ready for them when when they come along it's not flying y'all it's just not not happening so (laughs) it's not I am getting ready to get my car. Oh yeah, I'm getting ready to get my car keys taken away. But I I have this in the back of my head. I I have this check not to overdo it because I would just go hog wild because I didn't want um, my bio my bonus children's bio mom to feel as if we were competing or if we were trying to show her up or anything like that. So I I do try to dial, it's very difficult, but I do try to dial it back a a little bit for the sake of someone else. And and to be fair, this is not a conversation she and I have ever had. So she might not even be feeling this way. It's just something I felt I needed to do. How did you keep the temptation to, I don't wanna say compete, because you might not necessarily be competitive, but how how do you deal with that honoring the other 
grandparent, uh, especially if you're like me, you just like to let's just let's go to Disney. <laughs> I know you're only six months old, but let's do it right now. So <laughs> I don't think I ever thought about it. I just, you know me. I asked the kids, I used to send them an email and tell them, uh, give me your list. And then I go buy it. It honestly never occurred to me to think about how their mom's mother, their grand other grandmother felt about it. Okay. Or even, or even Jonathan's mom, when she was alive, it just, because it's, it's just a something I love to do. So I just do it. Mm -hmm. Has that ever been something that you considered, Jennifer? Um, you know, we have a situation where, you know, the set, the other set of grandparents that are really involved in our bonus grandkids' lives um are from my son-in-law mm -hmm. and they're here and you know they do a lot of their celebrating with them so that I haven't really like thought I haven't yeah I, have, I guess I haven't really thought about that too much and then um my uh, husband's former wife lives in Boston and so she's quite far from us and um, so <laughs> I will have to say that, that that has come up multiple times with my son and his dad and, um, and his bonus mom, but, um, not any, something I've had to be sensitive with there. So there could be other places where that could play in, but for us, because of our situation, okay, we haven't had that, but I think if the other grandma perhaps lived here, we might be having a different conversation. So yeah. you all are saying I'm the weird one here of the bunch. So. <laughs> That's what just, I heard. Just the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Well, I, I will tell you like, so it's not a, it's not a, an overt thing at all. It's just that you're excited. Like I was so excited mm -hmm. to have a grandson and I am buying up the store because you know, that's what I thought I could do in the moment until my husband said, no, you can't, we have to retire one day. So, you know, <laughs> so it wasn't like an overthought of I'm gonna do this because, or, or anything about, about his mm -hmm. other grandparents. It was just, you know, my own excitement. And then in the back of my mind, okay, how is this gonna be perceived? And and I'll admit this, that is a struggle of, of mine, how I'm perceived by other people, not people pleasing so much, but just making sure that my intention comes across and, and that my impact is lessened by, you know, by what their perception may be, but I'm, I'm coming just now, y'all, I'm coming to the point where I have to understand that I can't control that. Right. And what I can do is just do whatever God places on my heart. And I happen to be a generous gift giver. So I, I, I would say that my struggle at first was because I know Kayla so well. So my struggle was don't overdo with her because I know her so well. I know the things she likes and, and, and 
and what she would ask for. So I purposed to always ask when I was doing the emails. I've been ordered not to do emails because they're all adults now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so after last year, no more emails. No. But I purposed. To- I- I'm sorry. Can I just interrupt here for a moment? Not only are they adults, we're talking in the 30s, <laughs> 20s, late 20s. Mid 20s. So we're not even talking like, oh, they're 21, 22, 20. No, we're talking good and grown. <laughs> Jobs, houses, the whole shebang. Yes. <laughs> they don't so need to get. Supposed to, so you're supposed to text them now? Is that what they're wanting? Uh, no. no. <laughs> oh. We, we have put, the parents have put their foot down and said, no more Christmas lists for grown kids. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> not oh, happening. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did was I, I I purposed to get each one an equal amount of everything. So if, and I have, if I bought five gifts for Kayla, everybody got five gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome. Can you also be my grandma? <laughs> And also I'm like starting to, like my brain is turning and I'm like, how could I get my children and my bonus grandson to Disneyland tomorrow? Because that sounds <laughs> so fun. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I will tell you, it is, I, I imagine that it can be very difficult for, again, someone with grandchildren with an established long time relationship to kind of integrate the um the new bonus grandchildren uh and and if you are struggling with that i don't happen to know off the top of my head of a good resource for you but i do know that what we're going to put up later this month or is well actually i think it's going to be right before right after this podcast publishes is a blog post with a bunch of grandma do's and don'ts that will be helpful we'll talk a little bit about setting expectations setting realistic and managing your expectations and how to again express yourself equally, even though your feelings may be a little different for each child, uh, how to make sure that in your language, it, you, you're integrating all of the children. I know of a couple of kids that were hurt because the the bonus grandmother listed the grandchildren in front of them and did not name them. So those things are very hurtful and very um, impactful on the hearts of of children who are in the middle of a very tough transition so we're going to have that resource for you there'll be a link in the show notes you can click on that and if if in the meantime i discover a book or or something that is uh, helpful to you navigating this whole step grandparenting role i will be sure to do a book review and post that and get that out as well so we're going to just end real quick with a little um rapid fire first i want to ask you the question though what how did you how did you have the what do you want to be called conversation like we had that conversation we came up with the spanish word for grandmother abuela although they call me bella or bells and and you know my husband he says grandma when he's talking to the baby and my stepdaughter 
usually says Bella. And one time she said Cheryl, then she switched and she immediately said, I mean, grandma. So how did you decide on what to be called? That's so funny because I have found at least with the, you know, my, my two, that they actually call me something different because Savannah was, you know, eight, nine mm-hmm. when I came into her life. And at that point had decided that I was bonus grandma mm-hmm. because that at 37, I was like, I'm not a grandma. <laughs> I also am a grandma, but I'm not going to call myself that. So I came up, so I, I heard it somewhere. I think it might've even been in, cause, because I was involved in divorce care years ago that, um, they were really doing a lot of Ron deals, you know, blended family stuff and promoting some of that. And I heard bonus family and I was like, that is the word. Yes. So Savannah ended up calling me Jenny B and B stands for bonus. Oh, just so sweet she that still is. calls me that oh. and then my bonus grandson as he grew up we just really didn't have a grandma name but my bonus daughter came up with it and decided to call me jenny love oh, oh that's oh so my sweet. gosh i was really dying <laughs> and then that was that so that's how you find me on snapchat i'm jenny love oh <laughs> Because that was like, that was when Snapchat became a thing, I guess. And I decided I just had to like immortalize that name because I loved it so much. And she actually runs our deli now. And every time I order something that I pick up in a box, it says Jenny with a heart to mean the love. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh, that is so so sweet. (laughs) I was given my names and that's all I have to say. Oh, that is so sweet. And mom, what about you? Well, my bonus grandkids and Kayla all call me the same thing. Uh, they, they call, well, because you introduced them to me. Uh, Kayla calls me Gina. Cheryl came up with that name. And so they call me Gina. And so Bree said, well, for Miles, you're going to be great Gina. I said, okay. <laughs> Only now we put the in front of it, like she's an article, the great Gina. So. Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Rapid fire time. One w- real short sentences. One step grandma do. Give me a step grandma do. Be present. Mom. Love unconditionally. Great. It will give- can I, can I give one quick. Uh, example of that? Mm-mm. Nope. This is this is rapid fire. So. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's you, you can you can do it in your incur- time of encouragement. How about that? <laughs> okay. And one bonus, Grandma, don't compare rate of your expectations. Okay, manage your expectations. And what was that, Mom? Don't compare. Don't compare. Okay. What's your favorite thing about being a grandma? Oh, why am I having a hard time with that? (laughs) Uh, Just the, like, just the extra people to love on. I just think it's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) The conversations. 
Okay, and what's one challenge you wish you did not have as a bonus grandma? I wish that we were able to spend more time together. Yeah, yeah. Mom, what about you? That they're growing up. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you can't just say do this do that and they take your advice (laughs) no (laughs) that's funny (laughs) well ladies we have come to the end of our time together i want to thank you so very much for being with us um i as as always we close our show by asking our guests to just share one final word of encouragement and you know we want to do that quickly and then we're going to close out with prayer and jennifer i'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind closing us out in prayer So, Mom, would you mind sharing your word of encouragement and then we'll shoot over to Jennifer. The day will come when it is all worth it. A few weeks ago, we were, I was at the house at at Cheryl's, Jonathan and Jay was there and we were parked next to each other in the driveway and we happened to leave at the same time. And I'm getting in the car and I hear him call out, Gina. And I look over and he says, I love you. And got in his car. <laughs> and yeah, that special. just makes it all worth it. Yeah, that's special. So hang in there. Hang in there, oh. everyone. Go ahead, Jennifer. Oh, gosh. Um, I think that my final thing is don't give up if things are hard because you know the lord never gives up on us and if we are called to be like him that's what we need to focus on and to just also focus on like the good things that are happening and not dwell on any other thing yes yeah yeah thank you so much please close us in prayer Oh, Lord, I am so thankful for this conversation and uh, thank you for, I mean, how cool is it to do a podcast episode with a mother and daughter on this topic? This is like the best thing ever. And I'm, I'm so thankful for the privilege of being able to do this, Lord. And um, I just uh, pray a blessing over every single person listening to this. And I pray extra into some of the people that are struggling with this, that they are able to take one little piece even from something that was said here that would change their relationship and help them to feel the fullness and the beauty and the love of being a step-grandparent. And um, Lord, I just pray too over this um, stepmom sanity ministry and pray that you would grow it. Praise that. And I pray too that you would um, just uh, bless this as it blesses um, other people to um, have your heart in the middle of something that can be so hard, but that can also be so beautiful too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again for being with us today. If this podcast has blessed you, don't miss another one. Take a moment to hit that subscribe button. Also, share this podcast with a stepmom needing encouragement. 
Join us on the journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stepmom Sanity. And don't forget, there's hope for stepmoms who are there, wherever you're there is, from stepmoms who've been there at stepmomsanity.com. We believe in you, sis, and we're here to bless you with what you need to flourish in your God-given role. Until next time, hugs and prayers. 